0: We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Also brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Today, Agriculture Minister David Merritt heads off to Asia for a nine-day trade trip. A soil conference opens in Regina tomorrow. We look at a food survey and what consumers really want to know about farming, and we have a two-part section there. The Agri-Food Trade Alliance raises concern about a private member's bill in Ottawa. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
3: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt left today for a nine-day trade mission to United Arab Emirates and India. Merritt says the UAE and India are important markets for Saskatchewan farmers representing over $769 million in combined agri-food exports last year. Merritt starts his trade trip this week with a visit in India for the opening of a major Pulse conference. Merritt says India recently lowered trade barriers and is a major destination for Saskatchewan's Pulse crops. We will be in two countries.
4: We'll be in India for three or four days, and then we'll be in Dubai for a few days as well. These are two of, uh, our, of our biggest clients as well. Between the two of them, uh, well over $700 million worth of product going into it. Saskatchewan is India's largest exporter in in Canada so we recognize that so we just felt it's important that we go over and and we chat with obviously industry but we also chat with government as well and tell the story we have to tell here. I'll also be speaking at a couple of national conferences one in in Mumbai India and one in Dubai uh, as well so uh, it's important that we reach out but on a couple of fronts too, Jim, we also like to thank them for doing business with us and just want to make sure that they also know that we want to, you know, continue trade relations uh, in good faith and that's uh, one of the messages we will be delivering.
0: What are some of the key products we supply to India and Dubai United Arab Emirates?
4: Well, well obviously into India, it's the pulse side. That is probably our biggest one. Into Dubai, it's also pulses, but it's also canola. I will be meeting with the uh, the owner of the largest canola crush facility in Dubai, and I'll also be meeting with the largest pulse buyer of uh, Saskatchewan Pulses in Dubai as well. So it's just to, as I say, build relationships, and they might have some concerns as well. I mean, we always seem to have some years' logistic tra- uh, issues of getting product from here to port, and they've raised those concerns with us before, but they like to do business with Saskatchewan companies. And they like the product that they get in the consistency of it, Jim. So it's a combination of two, of two or three things. Outreach and opportunities to build on those relationships. Obviously, we feel it's important. We have an office open in Dubai. We have an office open in Delhi, India. So uh, it's, it's important to build those relationships. It allows companies and our companies from here and companies from India to talk to each other through these trade offices and we can help build on those relationships and and help, you know, make those connections possible
0: where we can. Agriculture Minister David Merritt left today for a trade trip to India and United Arab Emirates and returns on Wednesday of next week.
3: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spauley on 620 CKRM.
0: Sask Soil will be hosting a two-day conference in Regina tomorrow and Wednesday with an option to stream the event as well. The theme of the Soil Health Conference is Good Soil Makes Good Food. Sask Soil Chair Mark Hoimer says speakers will make presentations and hold workshops with participants. The feature speakers are a husband-wife team from Washington State. Ann Bickley is a biologist and science writer while David Montgomery is a geologist at the University of Washington.
2: So it gives him a really interesting perspective on agriculture and the book that they've wrote is basically an extension of the old adage that you are what you eat and what our food eats whether that be livestock or whether that be plants and how things are grown and how how everything is handled has a great effect on the nutrients that we find in our food and uh Part of the reason that we are so excited to have them is because it really does a great job of linking agriculture and
0: food and consumers and tying it all together. Another speaker is Mark Schatzker, who has combined travel with his love of food, for example, steak. Just going to different regions, having beef that's been raised
2: and different genetics and different backgrounds fed differently in different regions, and seeing how that affects the flavor of the meat that he was eating. He's also written a few books since then, uh, Dorito Effect. His most recent one is called Cravings, and it's a very interesting topic because all of these books tie into
0: the fact that
2: the way that the food is raised
0: uh, matters. Hoimer talks about the streaming option for those who can't make it to Regina tomorrow and Wednesday. People
2: who do choose to go virtually are able to use that app. There will be chat rooms and and we're trying to get discussion groups and they'll be able to ask questions while they are watch the presentations live and also participate in the question and answer. It is the same format we used last year and we were very happy with it and had really great reviews. So uh, while we're hoping that as many people can attend in person, that's
0: definitely an option. More information on the SASSOIL conference can be found at sassoil.ca. The average Canadian consumer only has a very basic concept about how their food is produced. Recent surveys indicate the general public puts farmers in the top three of most trusted occupations. Stuart Smythe is an associate professor at the University of Saskatchewan's College of Agriculture and Bioresources. He's also the industry-funded research chair for agri-food innovation. Smythe spends time monitoring social media and correcting misinformation about food production, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Smythe says while consumers trust farmers, there are more questions about technologies and practices used to produce their food. We start to
5: see trust being sort of a mile wide and an inch deep, when we've started to burrow down and ask consumers more questions about various parts of the, particularly the front end side of things, so we did this around plant breeding, we asked them, will new plant breeding technologies, what can it contribute? So 60% said more affordably priced food, yet 30% are saying that it's going to lead to more health problems. So again, even though we'd get some positive reinforcement in that innovations in plant breeding are going to lead to lower-priced food, it's also triggering our concerns for roughly one out of three consumers.
0: Smythe says 60% of Canadians say they want more information on how food is produced, but what kind of information are they looking for?
5: It makes us scratch our head a little bit, right? So when the 60% are saying, well, we want more information about how food is produced, is it that they want information that conforms with their bias? Or do they actually want to know what's going on? You know, the steps involved and the, the metrics, right? Everything isn't, you know, fluffy bunnies and unicorns, that this is a tough industry, right? And calves are born dead and cows will die. And these, you know, we'll have crop failures. That doesn't necessarily conform with someone in Toronto or Vancouver that really wants a nice, warm, fluffy
0: story. Smythe says there seems to be one consensus amongst most Canadian consumers they don't like paying more for food at the supermarket. One thing that is being very clear from consumers is that they're getting very fed up with high food prices.
5: And they're taking that anger out on the retail sector. But at some point, the question comes, is that blowback going to get pushed up the supply chain? And if that's the case, what can agriculture do now to be proactive to say here's what we're doing to try and ensure that we're as productive as we possibly can be, which helps keep food prices lower. The problem does not reside at the farm. It resides between the farm and the retailer.
0: And it's not just a matter of passing the buck. I'm not saying that we're trying to shift the blame, but what agriculture has an
5: opportunity to do is to be more transparent about what we're doing, the innovative technologies, the fertilizer, the chemicals, the growth hormones that are essential to keeping food price increases as low as they possibly can be because that's
0: information that the public's looking for. Stuart Smythe is an associate professor in the University of Saskatchewan's College of Agriculture. His remarks are from a speech at the Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference last month in Saskatoon. After the break, Smythe will talk about European Union food policy and why it should not be used as a model for North America to preserve the environment.
3: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or
5: conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this
4: unique keynote opportunity.
6: Hey care, Ustraus here with realagriculture.com. I am here today with Gerald Stocka, who is the extension veterinarian at North Dakota State University. So as a veterinarian yourself, you well know that calving can be tricky and it can especially be tricky when we have different weather conditions and sudden changes and you know, well, suddenly it can be warm and cold and back and forth and this can cause some problems. Do you wanna talk about what there is to look out for in years that maybe there's more snowfall than usual?
7: So really the biggest issue, I mean the snowfall complicates things because it gives us less space in many cases and space is always your friend and the reason I bring that up is that in a cow calf operation we want space so we limit exposure of potential pathogens to these newborn calves. These newborn calves have to get up and nurse as quickly as possible so they get enough immunity in their system to protect them from some of these things and and yet we still want space, we still want bedding, we still want a place where they can be comfortable. But when we have the, the snowfall we've had this year, it, it limits our space. So that that's one of the first things that comes to my mind as we talk about this cold-weather calving. And, and and so, but beyond that, you know, if you are calving with limited space and you've got barns or some type of facility, you can move cattle in the, the calve, you always have to be cognizant of the fact that if I move animals through a facility, I'm going to be, be building up a little population of potential pathogens that makes it more risky for the ones that come after. And I guess I'd say this too, especially if you have a case, let's say of calf scours or what we call neonatal calf diarrhea. If I have a case in the barn, I need to be pretty diligent about cleaning that space and then maybe even quarantining that calf and cow some other place because you're just you're increasing the risk for the rest of the calves that come through.
6: Okay, let's focus a bit on disease spreading here. Talk about some of the methods and ways that the diseases can actually spread around a pen.
7: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and yes, there can be mechanical mechanical transmission of some of these pathogens. I had a case a number of years ago where the coronavirus that can cause neonatal cafeteria It was actually being spread by the, the tractor and the feeders that they were using. So that's one way to do it. And of course, the cows themselves will shed these organisms, but they're not impacted health-wise. They're just perfectly okay, but they're gonna uh, shed these organisms into the environment. And then if you get a calf with, it, with, the, with the organism, then you've got a tremendous number of infective organisms in the environment. So if you're ever treating a calf like that and handling them, you yourself can transmit it to the next one just by what you carry on your feet and what's on your clothing and so on and so forth. So cold weather calving complicates some of these issues and you have to be more diligent than if you were calving at a different time of the year where you got more space, the weather is more conducive to those young calves. And so it takes more attention to detail and be diligent about cleaning, be diligent about providing bedding and then having a system where you're working these calves through the facility and getting them out if you can find it more space where they can the re, the risk of exposure becomes less
6: so is a lack of space the main factor we're really looking at here when it comes to disease spreading when we're we're looking at this cold weather calving
7: yeah it really is it really is and so i mean as i noticed i think when canada is in north dakota that's for sure with many per- people have moved their calving seasons later so they can't kind of calve on a pasture with sunshine and, and the weather's much more conducive so Space is your friend, and if, you, if you're if you still in cold weather, you have to make some adjustments and some management strategies to remove, take away some of that risk of exposure. So, yes, it's a big deal.
6: So let's talk mitigation here. What are some of the management techniques you can actually implement?
7: Well, having a kind of a management strategy to move cows and cows through the facility. I think in that news release... You know, I talked about you can actually move calves as quickly as 24 hours. Now, if the weather's terrible, you're not going to do it. So you're kind of at the mercy of the weather on some of these things. So if I start getting too many cows and calves in the in the calving barn at one time and don't have any place for them and the weather's bad, now, I, now I'm increasing the risk.
6: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
3: It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan,
0: 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Clearing this afternoon, wind southwest 30, gusting to 50, becoming northwest 20 late this afternoon. The high today around plus 3, the low minus 9. Tuesday, increasing cloudiness, 60% chance of flurries, wind north 30, gusting to 50. High minus 7, with temperature falling to minus 12 tomorrow afternoon, the low minus 14. Wednesday, part the cloudy, the high minus 8, the low minus 20. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 8, the low minus 10. And turning milder again, Friday, part the cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 11. Saturday, part the cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 5. Normal high for this date is minus 7. The normal low is minus 19. The sun rose at 8.14 this morning. It sets at 6.11 tonight. And currently around the hot province, the hot spot is Coronac at plus 6 degrees. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, at minus 17. Estevan is plus 2. Saskatoon, minus 1. Swift Current, plus 2. Weyburn, plus 5. Yorkton is minus 1. Regina is cloudy and plus 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest, 30 gusting to 40. Humidity is 80%, the barometer dropping 99.3. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, it's plus 4. Winds are from the west-southwest, 39 gusting to 54. Once again, Regina cloudy and 3, that's 37 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before
2: seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
3: Your tune to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com, And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The European Union is implementing what it calls a farm-to-fork strategy containing measures, it says, are designed to protect the environment. They include reducing fertilizer use by 20 percent. That includes manure, as well as triple the amount of organic agriculture to 25 percent. Stuart Smythe is an associate professor at the University of Saskatchewan. He says reducing fertilizer cuts food production, while a sharp rise in organic production will not improve greenhouse gas emissions.
5: It not only affects the grain side of things, it affects the livestock side of things and use of antimicrobials. And again, this is all designed to be more increasingly environmentally sustainable. There's no evidence, and the evidence I have seen, if we look at it from um, greenhouse gas emissions and carbon sequestration, organic production is actually the worst crop production system if we're looking at carbon sequestration. So Europe is actually advocating
0: for higher greenhouse gas emissions, less carbon sequestration by moving to that type of a system. Smythe says between 1995 and 2019, food production in the European Union only rose 7%. That's 7%, while during the same period it was 38% in the United States. Smythe adds if the EU had adopted GM crops, total greenhouse gas emission would be reduced by 7.5%. I will go to any conference around the world, and I have done
5: for several years, and I will argue, nowhere in the world are farmers more sustainable than they are in the prairies in Saskatchewan. We have the most sustainable farmers of anywhere in the world. And so by not adopting innovative technologies, then subsequently has impacts on sustainability. The EU is releasing millions of tons more carbon emissions than they need to had they adopted biotechnology 25 and 30 years ago. And so this then impacts their productivity. So because they've got lower productivity, their food prices are higher.
0: Smythe has one concern on this side of the Atlantic Ocean, that being the amount of money invested in public research in agriculture over the past two or three decades. Those additional funds could be used to develop more drought or insect-tolerant crops or crops with improved yields. The amount of funding has dropped by about 10% over that
5: period. We're even seeing that with the Ag Canada strategies, right? So the rollout will be in another couple of months here on the fourth five-year plan. The amount of funding that the federal government puts into Ag Canada's five-year strategies has remained constant. So when you factor in inflation over the last 15 years, we're actually investing less money into our public institutions to do research, The dollar amount's been frozen, and inflation means that we're able to to generate less
0: research per dollar than we were 15 and 20 years ago. Smythe is an associate professor in the University of Saskatchewan's College of Agriculture and Bioresources. His remarks are from a speech at the Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference last month in Saskatoon.
3: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM
0: Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com An Ag Awareness Summit is coming up in Saskatoon tomorrow and Wednesday. Carly Rumpel is the Public Trust Specialist with the Saskatchewan Government. She has details on the Ag Awareness Summit in Saskatoon.
1: Maintaining and growing the public's trust in modern food production is critical to the agriculture industry's growth. Join the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture and Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan February 14th and 15th to celebrate 10 years of building public trust in agriculture at the Agriculture Awareness Summit. This event will bring people together from crops and livestock to horticulture and poultry, small-scale farms and agribusinesses to researchers and government, to celebrate the strides made in building public trust and explore how the industry can adapt to change. This robust and exciting agenda includes the presentation of the Farm and Food Care Champion Award, sessions addressing marketing, consumer spending trends and the political landscape, and keynote speeches from Tim McMillan, former president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, and Colin Angus, adventurer, author, and co-founder of Open Ocean Robotics.
0: Carly Rumpel is the Public Trust Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. There's a new potato king in Canada. Alberta surpassed Prince Edward Island last year according to the latest numbers from Stats Canada. Alberta grabbed the number one spot with 26.8 million hundred weight of potatoes, only 200,000 ahead of Prince Edward Island. Manitoba was the third largest potato province at 26.1 million hundred weight. Saskatchewan was well down the list in eighth place at 1.45 million hundred weight. However, Stats Canada notes that its production numbers for Saskatchewan are to be used with caution. Potato production grew 1.5% on a national basis last year. Stats Canada reports 122.9 million hundred hundredweight of potatoes were harvested last year on just over 381,000 acres. As U.S.-China Relations cool amid trade disputes and espionage fears stoked by the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the Atlantic. Lawmakers in Congress and at least 11 state houses are weighing legislation to further limit foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. The proposals were introduced earlier this month out of concern for long-term food security and land potentially being used as a perch for spying. A claim getting even more attention after the spy balloon crossed over the U.S. The efforts reflect how worries about Chinese influence have expanded beyond Washington DC.
3: Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
0: Market update is brought to you by Freeze and Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And farm fresh water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices. At Viterra we're showing downward pressure in early trading. Feed barley dropped $5 at 36758. Number 1 red spring wheat declined 359 at 41287. The rest were unchanged. Durham 44226. Chickpeas 116845. Lentils 69440. Oats 22932. Yellow peas 45988. Feed wheat to 89.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for March went down five and a quarter cents at 9.25 a bushel.
3: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRL.
0: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842 4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swift We had 500 cattle on offer last week, mainly cows on offer. Here are the quotations: D1 and two cows were ninety-five to dollar ten. These three, eighty to ninety-five. Mature bulls, a dollar ten to dollar thirty-five. Medium bulls, ninety to dollar five. Good bred cows were two thousand to twenty-four fifty. Medium bred cows, sixteen. Hundred to two thousand. This Thursday you got a thousand yearlings on off for February the sixteenth at nine thirty. Good day and good marketing.
0: And today's Saskatchewan pork price quotes for both Brandon Jaw plants, one hundred eighty-four dollars fifty-one cents per CKG. Coming up the resource report.
3: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim
0: Smalley. Now the resource report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business has released a new report calling on municipal governments across the country to make it easier for business owners to succeed. The report looked at eight major municipalities in Western Canada. The report found 70 percent of small business owners in the West think their municipal government does not understand the cost pressures they face. CFIB is asking municipal governments to consider the needs of local business when determining budgets and taxation levels. The recommendations include a halt to cost increases like property taxes, utility fees and permits, offer permanent and intermunicipal business licenses, a feedback mechanism for business concerns about red tape irritants, and improved information for small business. Europe's economic prospects are looking up at least a little. The European Union's Executive Commission has raised its economic growth forecast for the year to 0.8%. That means the Commission expects the Eurozone to scrape by without a technical recession in 2023. But while inflation may have passed its peak, it remained at 8.5% in the latest reading, which is going to keep holding back consumer spending. On the markets, the TSX is up 83 points at 20,695. The Dow has risen 287 points to 34,157. Oil has gone up 11 cents at 79.83 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.90 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast.